there. Uh, imagine for a moment that you're home alone and you're making some popcorn. Um, and what's that? Is that the phone ringing? I think it might be. And you're like, oh, damn, a pal, friendo, somebody nice is calling me for a lovely chat. And then you answer it and it's just me going, do you like scary movies, la? Come at then. Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the track where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom as it ships and cracks. Where secrets lie in the border fires and the humming wires, yeah, man, you know you're never coming back across the square, across the bridge, past the mills, past the stack. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand.
Um, get some of that jiffy pop on the hub, will ya? Uh, this is episode number 23 of Comics Youth Radio Presents Lockdown at the Disco, and this is the scary movie special. So, that was Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds with Red Right Hand, uh, which is uh, kind of uh, the theme tune to the Scream franchise. Um, and it can be heard in each and every one of those wonderful movies. Uh, they're some of my favourite horror movies. Um, or at least they're in the, the part of the initial trilogy, at the very least. You know, they keep churning out these Scream films. I'm not mad at it. Not mad at it. But, uh, you know... Even the original trilogy wasn't perfect, but my goodness, there's a place in my heart for them. Um, we're continuing our Halloween spooktacular this month with this episode, in which we'll be celebrating but a mere selection of our favourite scary movies and the absolute jams that can be heard in them. Um, and, you know, I kind of want to give extra emphasis to scary movies this year because this year feels like a scary movie. <laughs> and... Um, just want to give a reminder to y'all that, uh, you know, in this scary movie, uh, we can all be the victors and the survivors. Um, and I think we know who the baddies are in this scary movie. And, you know, uh, we're going to crush them. We're going to crush them. That's the way that I'm seeing it. Um, anyway, moving swiftly on, uh, this episode as Ever has been lovingly curated with the help of our fabulous Safe Spaces group here at Comics Youth. Um, and an extra massive shout out goes to my awesome co-worker and my scary movie partner in crime, Kay Dale, who has helped me out a lot with suggestions for today's episode. Um, Kay is also one of my bestest pals in the whole world um, and I hope she knows how much I love her and how much I miss us being able to hang out and watch scary movies together. Um, She's been an absolute rock to me this past year or so, folks. Um, And you know what? It's nice to let folk know these sorts of things. So here you go, Kay. This episode is for you, buddy. uh, And I love you very much. Um, And this is also... Our usual episode disclaimer that whilst every effort is made to keep lockdown at the disco friendly for all ages and free of inappropriate language or content, that occasionally the odd word or subject matter might slip through which might not be suitable for younger listeners, so parental discretion is advised. Uh, We'll also be talking about scary movies today, so obviously some scary stuff and references to fictional acts of violence could come up. Um, although obviously we're going to be avoiding anything that could be triggering um, and we're doing our best to anyway. Um, But now, anyway, we're going to dive straight in here 
with something extra dark and heavy to kick things off properly. Because uh, you've got to do it properly, folks. you got to do it right. <laughs> so with that in mind, uh, this is the wonderful uh, Phantomas. I don't think I've pronounced that right at all. Phantomas? Fan- fan- Phantomas? Phantomas? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, this is Phantomas <laughs> with uh, their cover of Rosemary's Baby.
that was the incredible Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus taken from Silence of the Lambs and it was the first of many tunes recommended for today's episode by Tom so thanks so much for your help this week Tom um incidentally that song one of my all-time favorites what an absolute special tune that is um and before that was uh Fantomas who knows if I'm pronouncing it right or wrong don't know, don't, who cares, you know, Scousers pronounce things their own way. <laughs> so that was Fantomas with their ripping reworking of the theme from Rosemary's Baby. Um, and Fantomas are a really interesting metal supergroup uh, made up of such musical heavyweights as Mike Patton of Faith No More and Mr. Bungle, one of my favourites, um, Dave Lombardo of Slayer and uh, my boy Buzz Osborne of The Melvins. Um, and they have an album called The Director's Cut, uh, which I always pull out this time of year because uh, it's full of covers of classic and cult movie themes, a lot of which are horror ones. Uh, you know, they've got a great uh, version of Firewalk with me on there, which just slays me. Um, so yeah, it's kind of the perfect listen for this time of year if you like music on the heavier side of the spectrum uh, and happen to also be a spooky kid like me. Um, now we can't bring up Rosemary's Baby without addressing the problematic elephant in the room uh, by the name of Roman Polanski, uh, who directed it. And um, it's important to bring this up, I think, because I feel like every time anyone talks about Rosemary's Baby, there's an instant debate over it. Um, and you know, it's obviously a masterpiece, not just as a horror film, but just in general terms of cinema. Um, and there's this constant debate about whether we should discard our love for the film because the director of it is, uh, kind of a monster. Um, and the position that I've settled upon on Rosemary's Baby and a lot of art in general, as well as just things in everyday life too, to be honest, is to not let bad people ruin good things. Um, and Rosemary's Baby might have been directed by an absolute garbage fire of a man, uh, to put it politely. But you know what? A lot of what makes Rosemary's Baby such a significant horror film isn't stuff that can or should be credited to Roman Polanski. Um, a lot of people worked on that film, from the performances to the costumes and the score. Things that, you know, in my opinion at least, really enhance that movie and bring it up to the level that makes it this classic masterpiece. Um, and not to mention uh, the fact that the original story was written by Ira Levin. Um, you know, and I, I refuse to have their work ruined by the awful acts of one man, you know, uh, by all means, make up your own minds and give each other room to make your own decisions on that front too. Um, just remember, we get nowhere by attacking each other about such things. Um, it's not always a dialogue to just shut people down. Um, and remember, you know, the world is hard enough sometimes without having to lose our favourite horror movies in this great trash pile of life too. Um, so yeah, just be kind, be kind and, uh, don't let bad people ruin good things. Um, you know, it's a different thing altogether with someone like J.K. Rowling, for instance, where it's just like, well, I guess I just gotta throw all of that into the bin and, you know, because it's all hair. Um, but anyway, 
speaking of abominable men, uh, this next song is taken from a very iconic scene uh, from Mary Harron's wonderful feminist adaptation of Brett Easton Ellis's American Psycho. Um, and for those of you who might not be aware, American Psycho is a pitch black comedy horror satire about an extremely narcissistic yuppie by the name of Patrick Bateman, who commits horrific acts of violence and murder and just kind of gets away with it. Um, and what's extra interesting about that film and also the book is how it's continued to become more and more relevant as time has gone on. Um, in Ellis's book, Bateman is obsessed with Donald Trump. Uh, he's a disciple of him, you know, as many uh, aspirational young men were in the 80s. Um, in 2020, of course, it's easy to see parallels between Ellis and Harren's depiction of Bateman on screen, uh, this narcissist who truly believes he's entitled to hurt people for his own gratification. Uh, and yeah, the parallels between that character and the current president of the United States. Um, and I say current because, good lords, <laughs> let's hope he doesn't stay current for much longer, shall we? Um, yeah, now if you don't mind, uh, I've got to return some videotapes. Uh, this is Hip To Be Square <laughs> by Huey Lewis and the News.
That was Looking for the Magic by the Dwight Twilly Band. And that's the song that uh, gets left playing on repeat at the neighbor's house in Adam Wingard's amazing house invasion horror, You're Next. Um, So if you happen to start hearing that song on a loop coming from your next door neighbor, um, I recommend that you don't go over and investigate um you know maybe just stay home uh yeah be safe be safe um and that song's just an absolute solid jam um but somehow um that only makes the use of the song uh, being played on this endless loop all the creepier um and home invasion movies uh are a terrific genre of horror which tend to provide critical allegories about the country within which they're set um so there's been in the past 10 years especially, there's been a lot of American horror films uh, like The Purge, You're Next, and uh, Jordan Peele's Us, for instance, um, which might look on the surface to be films about, you know, households which come under threat from violent invaders, but beneath the surface of uh, such films are some very savvy political and social commentaries about American values um, and how these values often work against, you know, the average person. Um, so home invasion movies um, often talk about the vulnerabilities of a country um, and the fear of the other infiltrating it and changing what is perceived as being the core values of that country. Um, both Your Next and The Purge, for instance, have a lot to say about capitalism and class and the rise of the 1%, um, and also how wealth is hoarded by the rich, leaving little resources for the rest of us to scrap over, um, and also how these rich people are protected, you know, compared to the rest of us. Um, Jordan Peele's Us, on the other hand, is full of commentary about who is allowed to call themselves an American and how, as a country, the United States has a historically proven fear of the outsider, of pointing the finger and placing the blame on those who think or act differently to us. Um, Incidentally, I know Britain has a very similar track record and you can see a lot of that with Brexit and... (laughs) how that was marketed and uh yeah where we're at with that right now um so yeah I'm sure maybe there'll be some British home invasion horror movies in the next 10 years uh if we have a film industry after you know filmmakers have been forced to retrain as a you know working on the tills and tescos and stuff anyway um (laughs) just I need to keep trying to, uh, you know, move myself away from political rants at the moment because, you know, once I fall down that rabbit hole, folks, there's no getting back up. Um, Anyway, back to our home invasion horrors. Uh, With all of that in mind, we're going to play a really beautiful tune uh, from one of our favourite American home invasion horrors of the past 20 years, um, and that's The Strangers. Um, This is The Sprout in the Bean by Joanna Newsham and boy oh boy does it sound creepy as heck in this film I 
between the sprout and the bean. It is a golden ring. It is a twisted string.
that was Hard Times by Paramore and uh, we played uh, that track on our very first episode of Lockdown at the Disco. Uh, it's such a jam that we just had to play it again. Um, it also soundtracks one of our favourite scenes from a horror film in the past few years and that's the uh, the death montage scene from Happy Death Day 2. <laughs> Um, and if you haven't seen either of those films, we strongly urge you to check them out, especially if you're not too much of a traditional horror fan but still want to dip your toe into the genre a little. Um, the films aren't gory and the scares aren't huge. Um, there's no real jump scares in it. Um, you know, just very, very light, tender scares. Um, and the films are basically dark comedy teen slasher films with a weird sci-fi twist in that they're predicated around a girl trapped in a time loop who has to find out who her this strange baby-faced baddie is who keeps killing her over and over again um, and she has to figure out this mystery in order to stop dying and break the loop. Um, both films are tremendous good fun and very witty Um, and in the second film there's this really cool montage where the lead character embraces the death loop that she's trapped in to just die in really cool ways and have a little bit of fun with it you know Uh, making lemonade out of lemons so to speak Um, you know, because she's taken some control over a very bad situation and her looping life and her looping end of life. Um, and she finds a certain sense of empowerment within it. And you know we love that. Um, and that brings us to chatting about comedy horror films. Um, you'll find that a lot of people who work in comedy or horror or both have a deep understanding of how great horror and great comedy work off the same beats and rhythms and both operate on the same platform of alleviating tensions within people. You know, like when you laugh at a joke, it's usually because on some level you can relate to the central premise of it, you know. Jokes work on that understanding when we don't find an otherwise well-executed (laughs) a well-executed joke funny, it's usually because we don't share the values or experiences that make a joke like that land. Um, And horror can operate on very much the same level. You know, much like humour and laughter, fear and terror are subjective and they rely on communicating particular anxieties and vulnerabilities to us in a very visceral way. Um, A good scare, like a good joke, can be extremely cathartic, you know, and sometimes the darker the better too. I mean, that's how I feel at least, you know. Um, If there's a comedian who manages to say a joke about something that ordinarily makes me just churn with heartache or grief, you know, if a comedian can tell a joke that lets me understand that hurt and that grief, in a way that makes me laugh, like, that is pure magic, pure talent, and horror movies can do the same, um, I have seen some amazing horror films in the past few years that have really, um, really picked the scab in a very satisfying way on a few things, um, and when you find a good horror film like that, like a good joke that communicates something that's hurtful to you, 
um, in a way that's very cathartic. It's, my goodness, it means the absolute world. Um, And yeah, so like that feeling of being terrified or horrified, you know, over a particular scene in a horror film can help to alleviate and to process bad feelings, emotion and anxiety. Um, Sometimes they even validate these feelings in the same way that a good laugh can too. Um, And so comedy horror can be a great combo for that reason. You know, films like The Evil Dead 2, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Scream, Cabin in the Woods, and more recently, the amazing Ready or Not, um, serve up the best of both worlds and can leave us feeling comforted and joyful, even while nestling us within the darker realm of things. Um, And on that note, uh, this is the phenomenal You're Dead by Norma Taniga from one of our fave comedy horror films here at Comics Youth. Uh, what we do in the shadows. Remember, folks, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Don't sing if you want to live long. They have no use for your song You're dead, you're dead, you're dead You're dead and out of this world You'll never get a second chance Plan all your moves in advance Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead Stay dead and out of this world Run fast, don't stand in the sun too much work to be done You're down, you're down, you're down You're down and out of this world Don't ever talk with your eyes Be sure that you compromise You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead and out of this world Hear the unloved weeping like rain Guard your sleep from the sound of their pain Long gone, long gone, long gone, long gone and out of this world When you smile and it tears your face It's time for the inhuman race You're down, you're down, you're down You're down and out of this world Now your hope and compassion is gone You've sold out your dream to the world Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead You're dead and out of this world
that song hits hard in 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, that was Ghost Town by the specials taken from one of the greatest uh, comedy horror films of all time, uh, Shaun of the Dead, um, which, yeah, also I'd say Shaun of the Dead as well. Feels very, very relevant in this this year. Um, yeah. Uh, God, what a song. What a song to hit hard in the thick of how rubbish and haunted most cities are currently feeling in this country at the moment. Um, well, we're winding down now a little bit, so I just want to offer this wholesome reminder that scary movies can be a whole lot of fun. Um, you know, some scary movies can be so horrifying and even emotional that the therapeutic um, hereditary uh, by Ariasta certainly pulled that number on me. <laughs> but for the most part, um, they can be a whole lot of fun and very, very cathartic to enjoy. Um, and that's particularly true during dark and difficult times. You know, scary movies are there for you to process that stuff in a safe and sometimes very silly way. Um, you know, when you're watching a scary movie and afterwards you can still be, you know, chilled by it and, you know, a little bit scared of the stuff that's in it, you know, just reminding yourself that, well, it's all fiction. That was not real. None of that can get me. Um, it's a big help. Um, and it's also just, you know, that's a whole lot of fun too, just to be able to be afraid of something that isn't real. I have a place where you can just put your anxiety, you know, I like to feed my anxiety to horror films, that's what I do. I have a lot of anxiety going spare, particularly right now, so I, I, am, I am watching a lot of feel-bad things um, because that's what makes me feel good. It gives me an outlet and I need that right now and I recommend that if you feel the same that you find your very own outlet like that sometimes it helps. I don't know why, it just does. Um, and so yeah, I just want to remind you all that uh, this spoopy season, uh, that scary movies aren't just for Halloween, they are for life. Um, and they're, you know, very helpful, very helpful, lovely things. Uh, and they can be very silly. And on that note, this is Dream Warriors by Dokken. Um, the kind of silly but also kind of great power pop theme to A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Why not? Why not?
was Bad Moon Rising by Credence Clearwater Revival and it's from the very iconic An American Werewolf in London um, which is one of the fave films of Kay Dales' dad and also my dad um, and it's also one of our art director's fave films uh, and he's a dad too so that one goes out to all the dads <laughs> big up the dads um and that's it for this week, folks. Uh, next week's episode is going to be the fourth and final installment of our Halloween Spooktacular, where we're going to be throwing a belated Halloween party as a reminder that spoopiness isn't just a one-time-of-the-year deal. Oh no, for some of us, it's a way of life, honey. Um, and so for that episode, we want your Halloween party tunes and just basically whatever spoopy jam your heart desires. So... Be sure to request your faves. Um, and I really need your help with this one because if I don't get some requests in, then I'm basically just going to be blasting the entirety of AF5's The Art of Drowning uh, like I'm 13 years old again. Um, and I'll just be blasting it while wondering why nobody turns up to my parties. And uh, I think we all know the answer. Uh, anyway, uh, if you have anything you want to send over to me, any requests or anything like that, hit me up, amy at comicsyouth.co.uk. Um, and we also want to know how you're celebrating Halloween this year for the episode. You know, what are the vibes your way? What movies are you going to watch? Uh, are you going to be doing anything? Are you just going to be sat at home in your pants eating quavers? Uh, that's also legit. That's a valid way to celebrate. Um, personally, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Maybe I'll just be on Animal Crossing, hanging out with uh, my island of weirdos um, and gay lions that I've put together. Um, that's, I don't know. Maybe that's as good as it gets this year. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and yeah, like, feel free to let us know, uh, your favourite ways to celebrate Halloween as well. Um, you know, maybe not in this year, uh, but in an ordinary, non-pandemic, non-Tory dystopia year too. Um, yeah, so that's for next time. Uh, and until then, remember, everything is not cool, but it can be. Stay safe, stay sassy, and my goodness, stay scary. This is Amy Roberts signing off and this is the tethered remix of I Got Five On It by Lunas from Jordan Peele's Us as requested by both Kay and Tom. Bye! Creep on in, on in, on in. Thank mm-hmm. you.